0: Hello, everyone. My name is Bob Siriani. I'm the chair and program director in the Department of Speech-Language Pathology at Salus University. And I'd like to welcome you to hopefully a series of podcasts that will introduce you to the fabulous students of the program and really what it's like to be uh, in a speech pathology graduate school, um, more uh, specifically what it 's like to be in the Salis university program and i 'm joined tonight by some great representation of the class of two thousand and twenty one uh, certainly it's been an interesting year for all of us, both in teaching and learning, and I think the resiliency of our students is one of the things that i 'd like to talk most about and uh, the the folks that we have joining us tonight really represent uh, the core of a SALAS student, especially a SALAS speech language pathology student. So um, welcome everyone and uh, thank you for your time. Um, first, I'd like to start by having you uh, go around the room, our virtual room here, and introduce yourselves. and Tell us a little bit about your background, what graduate or undergraduate program you went to Um, What your areas of interest in the profession might be? Um, Has your area changed since you've gotten to graduate school and gotten some classes and clinical experiences under your belt? So, um, how about we start with Nina?
1: Sure. So, hello, my name is Nina. so as Bob said, um, we are speech language pathology students. Um, I'm in our, uh, we are all in our second year. Um, so I started out at West Virginia University with a psychology degree and then jumped to speech and went to Westchester for a year. And now I'm at Salus. Um, I've worked with kids for the past four years, um, specifically children with autism spectrum disorder. And that's really been my passion. And I knew coming into this, I wanted to do speech with them. but. I will say it has changed a little bit. The more I've been learning about what you can do with adults in geriatrics, I have been more interested in that. And um, luckily my placement next semester is at a rehab where I will be able to figure that out. So I'm excited for that.
0: Great, thanks Nina. Becca?
1: Hello, yes, I am Becca.
2: I went to Westchester University for undergrad. Um, I've kind of been all over with my area of interest. I did have some experience with children at one point. Um, one thing I never thought I would be interested in would be acute care dysphagia. And right now my placement is in acute care dysphagia and I absolutely love it. So it was a pleasant surprise to get that experience. I never would have known that I wanted to do that if I didn't have my placement now. So it definitely has changed to some that I never would have expected it to.
0: (laughs) Great, thanks for sharing. How about Allie?
3: Yeah, so I'm Allie. So I did my undergrad at Penn State. Um, I've always been interested in working with kids. I've worked with kids for a couple years um, and I just have felt like I have just worked better with them than other populations. Um, Specifically, I think that I wanna work with kids in a school and I'm actually, my placement right now is at a school, and that's kind of reinforced me wanting to do that. Um, so I wouldn't say that my interests have changed, but I will say that from the clinical experiences that I've gotten, I've worked with a couple clients with aphasia, and I absolutely loved working with them, and I never expected that. So that would definitely be something that I would keep in the back of my mind for when I'm out in the profession.
0: Great, Courtney.
4: Hi, I'm Courtney. I went to Westchester University for my undergrad. um, And now, like everyone, I'm at Salus. So going into the program, um, I wanted to work with kids. And I've been working with kids for a while, but as the semester went on and um, I had adult clients, like Allie, I also fell in love with aphasia. So I'm still up in the air. And I am at a rehab facility next semester, so I'm really excited for that to work with adults and hopefully make my decision
5: if I want to work with adults or children.
0: Great. Darianne?
5: Hi, I'm Darianne. Um, I went to Bloomsburg University for my undergrad, and my areas of interest, I've always been interested in pediatrics, um, and I'm still interested in pediatrics. I'm in a school this semester and it's actually a completely different experience than I thought. I was kind of guarded off from a school. I really wanted the medical-based side. Um, but I have a very diverse caseload with kids with complex communication needs, and I absolutely love it. So I guess that's still where I'm at. I mean, next semester might change. I'm still open-minded, though.
0: <laughs> Great. And finally, Melanie.
6: So, hi, I'm Melanie. I went to the University of Delaware for undergrad. And in the past, I've had experience with um, older students, 18 to 21, with intellectual disabilities. So, I thought that I was um, leaning towards that when I came into the speech aspect of it. But now something is telling me to try like a medical aspect and go into a hospital. So, hopefully, next semester, if I'm put out of hospital, I'll figure that out I have no idea right now.
0: Great. And you know what? Thank you for sharing those stories. I think um, a lot of students when they're in CSD undergraduate programs think they have to know where they wanna be. And um, I, I probably promised all of you, if not most of you that my job is not when you get here to convince you that you wanna go into my favorite area of of the profession but really, are you sure? Is that, is that the, the area that you think that you wanna be in? Um, and our goal is to always give you a wide experience so we can either reinforce it or show you something uh, that you weren't even familiar with and thought, gosh, I can really see myself doing this. Um, and you, can, you really do represent um, a diversity of students that uh, hopefully will represent eventually a diversity with throughout the profession. Uh, So one of my goals gathering you all um, today is to really expand on what's it like to be in our program. Um, And I'm wondering if a couple of you can share uh, some of the best aspects of being at What, what What have those experiences been like for you?
6: So one of the best or aspects of the program that I would say is that we start right away with the clients and we have the clinic right on campus. So it's really convenient for us to start getting those hours. Yeah, I definitely
3: agree with that. I think that that's a really big, um, one of the, like Mel said, one of the best aspects of this program. Um, I would also say from the classroom side, the hands-on experiences that we've been able to have like we've gone to moss rehab where we observed um, evaluations being done and then got to plan our own activities to do with the client so we got to see um, sessions done in the more like real world scenario outside of the clinic um, we also got to go observe swallow studies in hospitals in Philadelphia. And even though we didn't get to do this in person like it was planned, we got a presentation from a hearing aid company. So we've definitely gotten a lot of hands on experiences from our classroom where we're able to apply what we're learning and actually see it in a real world experience.
0: Yeah, I think that those um, experiences are so important. My hope is that as time goes on, we get to get back to those hands on face to face experiences or we get creative like we did with that audiology vendor and do things in that more remote virtual realm. All right, I'm gonna open myself up here. Um, What have been some of the more challenging aspects of the program as you've ventured through graduate school?
4: Um, As Mel said that we do start with clients our first semester and it is amazing to like get that experience but it definitely is a challenge because you go from undergrad where you have all this free time and you're only taking five classes and you can have a job you can hang out with your friends to now balancing the workload of your classes along with clinic and there's a lot of preparing for your clients but I think Salus does do a great job of giving us all the materials and the time to prepare for those clients so it is an adjustment but it is
1: doable. Yeah I agree with Court. and also the second year you start your externship so I would say what's challenging for me right now is balancing the workload with the externship because you still do have classes at night so sometimes you're at a school or a hospital seven or eight to like three or four. And then you have class five to seven. So it's a lot to balance, but at the same time, um, I have learned more in my externship. Um, and I feel like as more date, like the days go on, I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember learning about it that in this class. And it just, it helps me learn better when I'm doing it in person. Like Ali said, with the hands-on, that was one of the best experiences. So even though the second year is so busy, it really is beneficial and it really pays off.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I thank you so much for contributing to that. I I know that the nomenclature is work-life balance. And balance doesn't necessarily equal, mean equal. Sometimes it's heavier on one side than the other. Um, but I promise you, you spend the time now, it's going to be easier down the road. All right. Um, and finally, I'm just wondering if if um, you can contribute some thoughts around something that's really surprised you. What What has been uh, dare I say, startling, that you found here at the program?
5: Well, for me, I come from a very small town. And then also, like, even in undergrad, you learn about, um, like, all these different disorders just in, like, textbook. Like, everything's in a tes- textbook. But then when you come here and you go to the clinic, I was just, like, shocked with all the diversity of the client in the clinic. And that's a good thing because like like what was something, apraxia, like everyone says how rare it is. And, but we actually have clients in the clinic that have apraxia or um, a big aspect of bilingualism. There's clients in the clinic that are bilingual and you learn how to uh, work with them, what materials to use and just the overall populations in the clinic, I think surprised me. Even another one that stands out is the transgender population. Um, and voice therapy so I just found that so surprising in a way that it like just transitioning from the textbook to actual in-person that stuff so
2: yeah and to kind of go off that surprising in a good way was I think I had in my head that with supervisors we would just kind of be given one and you would spend a lot of time with that one person but we get to spend so much time with different supervisors that we have in clinic and kind of see each of their different ways of instructing and note writing. And that changes every semester. So we get a good variety of learning from different people in a clinical setting, which I was kind of surprised about. I kind of thought, oh, like, you'll have one supervisor for these people and kind of call it a day with that. So it's nice to be able to build those relationships and have them carry throughout the semesters and just kind of gain more knowledge as you learn from different people.
0: Well, I was sweating there for a little bit. I was wondering what what opportunities you were going to share and I'm I'm glad that we we were positive through all that. Thank you so much. Uh, I I guess in wrapping up tonight's conversation, uh, I'm wondering if um, you can give us a little bit of advice. So knowing what you know now, uh, what would you share with a prospective student thinking about going to graduate school or or coming to Salas's program specifically? Um, How about we start with Melanie?
6: So this will not be the last time you hear this, but be flexible because nothing is set in stone and things will move around and change and often so you just have to move and change with it
0: yeah i I, on behalf of the program i apologize that i couldn't plan the pandemic a little bit more (laughs) conveniently for everyone so um how about courtney
4: um i would say well piece of advice i have is Salus offers so much, not only in your program, but outside of the program. So just get involved. It's a really great way to meet people from different majors and network. Um, And some of the programs are you get paid for work study.
5: And it's also a really good resume builder. Sorry, Anne. Okay. So this might sound cheesy, but just believe in yourself because uh, you do know more than you think you do. And then also just don't be afraid to ask questions. That's how I learn best. And I realize that like it, it benefits you in the end. So
0: Becca.
2: I think I would say, don't be afraid to put yourself out there both in the classroom and in the clinic and placements. And don't afraid to be wrong. I know right now I'm learning a lot because of being wrong. And it's a more meaningful learning experience by kind of putting myself out there and then kind of having to learn from the wrong, if that makes sense. But it's not a bad thing to be wrong all the time. It could be a great learning experience.
0: Absolutely. Nina?
1: Yeah, so going off of like having the clinic your first semester, it sounds absolutely terrifying. I know we were all terrified because we're like, wait, we don't know anything yet. Like, how are we going to help this client? And it definitely is scary, but the supervisors are super supportive. And I think jumping right into it helps me learn so much more and it's just really beneficial and also going off of what Darian said communication is key don't be afraid to reach out to your professors I know like they're all a lot of them are doctors and they know a lot of stuff but don't be afraid because they know a lot of stuff so they have a big brain that you can pick and it's it's definitely beneficial to do so
0: great and Allie
3: yeah so kind of touching back on what we talked about a little bit ago um One thing that I would say is to keep an open mind about client populations that you want to work with. Like a lot of us have said that some of our interests have changed or they're changing or we're still trying to figure it out. Um, So I would say to anybody considering what they're going into, don't rule out everything else. Um, like I said before, I came in only thinking that I wanted to work with kids and I still want to work with kids, but I'm not completely turned off from working with adults after getting the experiences that I've had. So I would definitely say to keep an open mind and definitely consider any type of population working with anybody, um, would definitely be good.
0: All right. Um, well, I want to thank each of you and all of you collectively for uh joining us tonight. Um I hope that you have a better understanding of the big scary world that graduate school uh can be. It it will be. Um but uh I think um I I think th- these are great examples of even though it's it's big and scary, we have the the support, the faculty, the technology, the materials to make sure that your uh, opportunity is successful in the end. Um, So if this has piqued your interest about graduate school or Salus University in general, uh, I'd love for you to reach out to me or to the program. Um, Probably the best way is to go on our website, which is www.salus.edu. And under the search bar, you'll plug in speech language pathology, and you'll come to our department page. From that, you can also research our clinic, the Speech Language Institute, or www.salisuhealth.com/sli. That'll take you to the clinic website to explain some of the aspects of that piece of the program. Uh, Or you feel free to reach out to me directly at r. S-E-R-I-A-N-N-I at salas.edu. Thanks everyone. And join us again for our, our next podcast.